0: Hi, this is Mike Fisher, IDA Executive Director. We're taking a break from the IDA DoorCast this week so we can share the ICC podcast about Garage Door Safety Month. IDA and DASMA are partnering with ICC, the International Code Council, to help them promote Building Safety Month. By including Garage Door Safety Month in ICC's Building Safety Month, IDA and DASMA hope to increase the reach and amplify our efforts at improving safety. The International Code Council is the leading global source of model codes and standards and building safety solutions that include product evaluation, accreditation, technology training, and certification. The Code Council's code, standards, and solutions are used to ensure safe, affordable, and sustainable communities and buildings worldwide. For more information, visit ICC at iccsafe.org. This edition of the ICC Pulse features Gordon Thomas, the Technical Director at DASMA, and me, and was hosted by my friend Stephen Jones, who is the Senior Regional Government Relations Manager for ICC. We hope you enjoy this sidebar about Garage Door Safety Month.
1: Hello, and welcome back to the ICC Pulse podcast. I'm Steve Jones, Government Relations Senior Regional Manager at the International Code Council. Today on the show, we have Mike Fisher and Gordon Thomas to talk about garage door safety. Mike is the Executive Director of the International Door Association, or IDA, and Gordon is the technical director at Door and Access Systems Manufacturers Association, or DASMA. Mike, Gordon, thank you for joining to chat with us today. I'm happy to be here, Steve. Thanks a lot. Hey Steve, thanks for having
2: us. We look forward to the conversation today.
1: Great, gentlemen, thanks so much, and let's get started. What's the importance of garage door safety, and why should folks be aware of it? Well, garage
0: doors have had a pretty good safety record. But there have been a lot of improvements over the past few decades. Remember that, Steve, usually the garage door is the largest moving object that's that's found in a home. An improperly adjusted garage door or an opener that's in need of service could result in deadly force when the door closes. That could lead to entrapment of children or adults, and that could lead to injuries
2: or deaths. Yeah, Mike, I'll just add proper installation operation and maintenance uh, and testing of the garage door are necessary to provide safe, trouble-free operation. Keep in mind that many garage doors include torsion springs, which are under high tension and could release a high force if improperly serviced. We'll be talking later about some of the uh, safety labels that are included on a garage door and how to operate and inspect on a regular basis.
1: Great, thanks. What are some safety tips inspectors and the general public might need to know?
2: So, Steve, one of the first things they should know is garage doors are included with multiple primary and secondary entrapment and, and protection. Per UL325, garage doors require constant pressure on a control intended to be installed and activated within the site of the door to lower the door. In addition, it requires primary entrapment protection, which when the door travels from a full utmost position, both with and without secondary entrapment protection, the operator of a downward moving residential garage door shall initiate reversal of the door within two seconds of contact. We also talk about secondary entrapment protection, which is photoelectric sensors and safety edges that you may see on garage doors. When we talk first about garage door operators, we always recommend when closing your automatic garage door with a push button or remote control transmitter, you should always watch the door until it is completely closed. Since 1993, all operators manufactured for the US must include a secondary reversing feature such as photoelectric sensors. Keep in mind, these should not be installed higher than six inches above the garage floor. We also recommend when installing or locating a wall-mounted push button that your garage door operator should mount it at least five feet above the floor. We recommend this five feet height off the floor so that it is out of reach of children. Parents should not allow children to play with or use garage door openers because that could lead to unfortunate results. We also recommend to discuss garage door safety with your children and explain the danger of being possibly trapped under the door. When we talk about measuring the height, it is the surface closest to the wall mount controls. This could include the top steps to your garage or the garage door floor itself. If the eyes were installed higher, a person or pet could get underneath the beam. Per UL325, garage doors are required to stop and reverse within two seconds when closing on a obstruction or contact. Sometimes a garage door sensitivity is adjusted too high and you may find that the garage door can go past an obstruction in which you would want to call a service technician to come out and adjust the sensitivity. For the garage doors themselves, there are a number of components that you should consider while you annually inspect the garage doors. First, the springs. If they become squeaky, a spray-on lubricant could be recommended, and if the noise persists, call a professional garage door installer for service. Cables. Most garage doors include a cable to lift the door from the operator. If that becomes loose, frayed, or worn, please call a garage door technician in order to service the door. Garage doors can include torsion springs that have high force. Never disconnect or attempt to service torsion springs as that should be done by a professional garage door installer operator. So please note that while inspecting your garage door, you will see red painted screws at both the bottom bracket, which contains the cable attached to the spring. Those screws should never be removed as the bracket is under tension. You'll also see red painted screws at the ends of the torsion spring as there is a preload on the torsion spring, so you should not attempt to unscrew the red screws at the end of the springs because they are under high tension. These should always be serviced by a professional door dealer. Another point that we list is garage door should include lift handles and gripping points for DASMA 116. While manually operating a door, you should not attempt to put your fingers in between the sections, but only lift the door with the lift handle or gripping points. The last one is track and rollers. If you were to disconnect the garage door from the operator, you should be able to manually lift the garage door During the operation, the track and rollers should be inspected and viewed for proper operation.
0: That's all good stuff, Gordon. Another thing that homeowners should really look for is to make sure they follow the directions. I know some of us have a hard time with following directions, but it's particularly important when you're looking at uh, items that are potentially hazardous, like a garage door. We actually should be reading the instructions, including such things as warning labels that are on the door itself, warning labels on the opener. Owner's manuals that are provided either in paper or available electronically from the manufacturer of the door and the manufacturer of the opener. And some of those maintenance items include regular lubrication, checking to make sure that all the parts are moving as they're supposed to. And one of the best ways to tell that is if the door gets noisy, usually it's asking you for some lubrication. So as Gordon said, you can use a spray on lubrication on the springs. You can also lubricate rollers and hinges and all the other parts as, as well. When you want to check the door to make sure everything's working properly, one of the ways to check to make sure that it's balanced is to actually disconnect your electric opener and operate the door manually. And you can pretty much tell from that if the door is too heavy or if it springs up too quickly, then the springs probably need to be adjusted as well. And you can do a visual check, look at the springs, look at the doors, check the cables, make sure things are where they're supposed to be. Another good trick is to test the photo eyes. The easiest way to do that, is to have someone operate the door while you put an obstruction in front of the photo eye. See what happens when you block that signal that's going across from one side of the door to the other. And that's the best way to tell that it's going to do what it's supposed to do when there's an obstruction in the way, like, like a child or a cat or your foot. Most important of all, when you're looking at this inspection, it's one thing to look at it yourself. But when you see that maintenance is required, it's always best to bring in somebody who's a trained door professional. I can't repeat that enough. It's very important. You heard Gordon mention the potential hazard with torsion springs, even extension springs, which typically includes some safety cables, can give you a, a nasty experience if you try to try to work on those yourself. We would always suggest that you bring in a professional for that. One other thing to note is that sometimes other people are looking at your doors on, on your behalf. If you're going to be selling a home or buying a home, sometimes that involves bringing in A actual home inspector who is in that business of inspecting homes. And we hope that one of the things they include, of course, is checking out the garage door and the garage door opener.
1: In fact, doesn't DASMA have a publication about that that gives guidance to home inspectors? That's right.
2: Uh, If you go to DASMA.com and look under the technical data sheet section, we've published Tech Data Sheet 167. And this is a step-by-step checklist for home inspectors for both the garage door panel and the garage door operator. So it covers many of the things that we've talked about today, and it allows you to walk through and and ensure that things are operating properly and all of the safety features are in
1: place. Great advice, Gordon. I have a follow-up question for you. You mentioned earlier about not operating the door by hand, especially from the outside. Is that to avoid finger pinching? Is that the real issue there? Yeah,
2: we, DASMA uh, developed DASMA 116, which identifies the potential pinch resistant joints on sectional doors. We recommend having handles and gripping points. Those are standard on garage doors, and over time, some people may remove them. But it's very important when you operate a manual door that you are not grabbing the section, you are grabbing a handle. a gripping point and not the door joints and sections themselves. Great. Thanks.
1: That's some wonderful information you guys shared with us. Let's delve into how ICC, IDA, and DASMA all decided to work collectively together to share our safety message.
0: Well, we've been working together for actually quite a long time. IDA, DASMA, and ICC all participate in the development of the international codes, especially the International Residential Code. So we've all been looking out for the safety of the built environment, to coin a phrase, Steve. I'm sure you've heard that a few times, a few thousand times. We can't emphasize that enough. And I know that DASMA and IDA want to be responsible advocates for our industry, and and we want to do the right thing to help ICC members learn more about these kind of safety issues. The good news is that we've got the whole industry covered. Primary membership of DASMA is the door and operator manufacturers, bringing all of their technical expertise coordinating with other safety developers like UL, for example. IDA, we have the door dealers as our primary membership. So if you think about it, you actually have it from the suppliers of the steel that make the doors through the manufacturing of the doors, and then the installation and service and maintenance of those doors between our memberships. So we really pretty much have it have it covered. The good news, of course, is DASMA has developed a lot of these technical resources that are benefiting the whole industry, as well as any other stakeholders and consumers who want to take advantage of those.
2: That's right, Mike. ICC has worked great with DASMA. When you pull up the International Residential Code or the International Building Code, both of them reference DASMA standards, which were developed by the manufacturers as a industry-recommended practice. So between ICC, IDA, In DASMA, we're going to continue to work together and make the overall industry better and safer.
0: Another thing to point out is we recently moved Garage Door Safety Month to coincide with ICC's Building Safety Month. That was not an accident. After consulting with ICC, DASMA and IDA sat down and said, why don't we coordinate our efforts with ICCs to the benefit of everybody? While we're here to talk about garage door safety, obviously, as I said earlier, we're we're responsible advocates. We care about the the entire built environment, and so what we can do to help amplify the message we think is a win win win, and then if you add in the consumer safety, then you can add that
1: fourth win. Perfect. Thanks so much, and we truly appreciate uh, your help with us during Building Safety Month, and and you guys have always been great advocates for us. So, what other resources are out there? How can we connect with other industries? To help spread awareness.
2: Steve, we we always recommend to contact your local door professional first. They have a wealth of information, and and Mike has more detail on that, but uh, they're always a a very technical advocate. And we always recommend before you do any kind of service work, contact your local professional door dealers. I'd also recommend you uh, visit the DASMA and IDA websites. We're also looking at creating a new garage door website with downloadable guidelines. Uh, The DASMA website has hundreds of tech data sheets, standards, safety guidelines that the consumer can download, uh, print, use, uh, and utilize. Another thing to remember
0: is that we're here to talk about not just garage door safety, but building safety as well. So one of the things to highlight is the fact that the new 2021 codes actually include some new language about garage door labeling not for safety and torsion springs, but for wind load requirements. So there's more information now that will be required on, on uh, installed doors to make sure that they're correctly capturing what the wind load requirements and wind load testing is. On the issue that uh, Gordon mentioned about the local professional door dealer and how to, how to you know select a door dealer, you can go to our website, which is doors.org, and then look for the find a dealer resource, put in your zip code, and find a door dealer in your area, then you know you'll be getting an IDA member who will come out and service your door. You can also check to see if they are accredited
1: and have certified technicians. Perfect. Thanks so much. Gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us today. Where can our listeners find you on social media?
0: IDA is on Facebook and LinkedIn. International Door Association.
2: Yeah, our our primary contact is to go through the DASMA website, which has information on contacting us at the DASMA office through email, through phone, uh, through through other connections.
1: Again, thank you all for joining us today, and I truly appreciate your efforts.
0: You're welcome, and thank you, Steve. Thank you.
1: Great. Thanks so much. This concludes another episode of the ICC Pulse podcast. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast app and please share this show with your colleagues and friends.
0: Thanks for listening to this recast of the ICC Pulse podcast about Garage Door Safety Month and ICC's Building Safety Month. My thanks to ICC and to DASMA Technical Director Gordon Thomas for putting this together. We hope you join us again for the next IDA DoorCast. This is Mike Fisher signing off from the Winding Bar Cafe. Have a great day. We'll see you next time.